Hi, I'm Hassel. Hi, I'm JT. And welcome to episode four of Pull Corks Podcast. stuck with us uh, this long so thank you for that either way (laughs) I hope you subscribe if you like it but uh, today is going to be a little interesting really interesting yeah it's a little bit different this time we're talking kind of about a a specific winery instead of a region really yeah a very special winery and a very special winemaker actually so actually it all started when Hassel found this documentary how was it called on Netflix? It was called Sour Grapes. And it was about uh, fake wines and a wine forger. Yeah, it was the first person ever prosecuted in America for uh, wine fraud. And I think he got like 10 or 15 years. Even. Yeah, something like that. This dude was like, he, he fooled a lot of people. And it was millions yes. of damages. Hundreds, if not thousands of fake fine wine bottles. All over the mark. He fooled the auction houses. And it's easy, easier to fool people that are buying these wines because most people who buy these wines don't drink these wines. And they don't want people to know they bought a fake bottle. Absolutely. They, actually, they don't want to believe they bought a fake bottle themselves. They want to believe in that <laughs> lie, in that story, in that dream. But anyways, that's, uh, that's a different story. So yeah, I just wanted to get deeper into that story so I uh, read the book In Vino Duplicitas which uh, goes really deep into that story and at the end of the book they had that story in there that the the co-owner of the Domaine de la Romane Conti better known as DRC the most expensive burgundies in the world yeah most expensive red wine in the world absolutely that co-owner that he has actually a little other winery more or less with his wife uh, where he's working organically in a lesser known appellation of Burgundy and making wine so I I was fascinated like getting a wine made by this famous winemaker even if it's a lesser known appellation ought to be good I was thinking so I looked it up online and I actually found an importer and right away ordered a bottle so we will try this today I'm really excited about this. So the winemaker's name is uh, Aubert Villain. Aubert de Villain, yes. yes. If you have watched the Somme movies, you might have seen him in the movies. Yes, he was the guy at DRC. They were talking about uh, some of his wines at DRC being $10,000 a bottle. Even more. Or yeah. more. At current release, uh, You know that was Brian McClintock that was talking about that yeah. in the movie. And uh, also saying that it's the real deal. Yes. So so now he makes this wine. And not many people know about it. And it's affordable. It's affordable and it's a very special wine. Because it's made of aligoté. Yes. So aligoté is mostly known as a quite acidic, cheap, fresh grape that is drunk young and mostly used in the iconic burgundy cocktail the kier so mix it with creme de cassis liqueur and you have a nice refreshing cocktail and it is in the pinot family it's also yeah a pinot grape 
Imagine that, a Pinot grape from Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> so the Alicote grape, we learned, like, uh, when we look closer into the winery, that there are two varieties of Alicote. The Alicote Doré, which yes. is the yellow, more aromatic. That's what this one is, yeah, correct? That's what this is. And the Alicote Vert, this is more acidic, fresh, and used for the Kiers and for the mass-produced Alicote. You have all of the Burgundy. And Aubert de Berlin and some other winemakers from that area actually established a new AC or AOC Bouzeron. And this wine is actually a 2015 Bouzeron Aligoté Doré uh, made by the Domaine de Berlin, um, which is located just south of uh, Chassan Monrachet. So just south of the Côte d'Or and the Côte Chalonnaise, between Macon and the Côte d'Or. So it's Chardonnay country. It's Chardonnay country. Somehow they have some Pinot Noir down there. Mm-hmm. You get some Premier Cruz for really uh, good bargain prices because they're not as famous as their northern neighbors. And also the Bouzeron. It's under 20 euros for this bottle, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, another thing I think is really interesting about what uh, Valain does with his wines is one thing about a grapevine is uh, the harder its life is, the lower its yield is, and the better the wine is. And the winemakers call it posi- uh, positive stress. Yes. Well, he tortures the hell out of his wines. Yeah. Uh, especially yields. these wines. There's He gets yields of less than 20% of the AC regulations, and he does everything he can to reduce. He'll even do this aggressive pruning before a harvest to, yeah, to, to lower the yields. Cutting grape clusters in half, yes. letting them rot on the floor, just doing everything to reduce. So the green harvest is one of his tools to do this. Right. Yeah, and he's also working organically. Yes. Because uh, he he's a strong believer in... We had this in our Alsace episode before. He's a strong believer in the microorganisms in the vineyard and that they need to be healthy to transport the terroir, the minerality of the wine and of the grapes. Yes, we we talked a lot about that on episode three of Alsace. So go listen to that one and you'll get filled in. Yeah. (laughs) Or we will link it up in the show notes. Even better. (laughs) Okay. So... What else to say about Aubert de Bilan? Well, of course, obviously, the, what most people know about is the DRC, but uh, it's something very interesting he was a part of back in 1976. The, the, the Judgment of Paris. The Judgment of Paris, otherwise known as the Paris Wine Tasting of 1976. And what's crazy about that is there was this British guy... Steven Sperrier? Sperrier, that's it. He had this wine competition that he organized between the United States, specifically Napa Valley, California. Cabernet Sauvignon. Cabernet Sauvignon and Chardonnay for the white against the best of Bordeaux Bordeaux and the best of Burgundy. And what was so crazy about this is the American wines won every category. And... Aubert de Villain was one of the judges at the Judgment of Paris. So that's a pretty pretty big thing. That was shoot, that was 42 years ago. Way back. <laughs> and uh, so he was already 
pretty well known then. Yeah, and now he's still kind of in charge of the Domaine de la Romani Conti. Actually, him and his wife are, the, yeah. are yeah. running the show these days. And yeah, we we will see how his second winery performs. So absolutely, so we get so into this. We just to be fair, we've never had the the. The DRC. Yeah. I wish I had. We've been there. We've, We've taken some pictures yeah, of ourselves in front of, in front of, of the domain, in front of the vineyards. But yeah, hard to afford that. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> hard to afford that. And uh, Mr. Villain has not uh, invited us yet. <laughs> okay, so so let's uh, let's give this uh, a try here. So yeah, it's a light light straw yeah, color. Lemony. Lemon color, I guess. And well, it smells really good. Yeah, it's a kind of caramel butterscotch. So I, I suppose it had some malolactic fermentation. It has a little bit of oak tree. Yeah, it has seen very oak. subtle. And there's an interesting fruit I, I never had in an aligoté because maybe I never had the doré variety from Bouzeron. It is a fruit that I would not expect from getting stone fruits. Yes, a lot of that, like really ripe peach, peach and plum also. So it's uh, really nice. It's the, it's not like anything else you're really going to get in Burgundy. It's not like a Chardonnay or or anything like that or Blanc de Noir or. Yeah, it's it's very different from from your average mm-hmm. Burgundy Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. Very fruity. It does have a little bit of that creaminess. Quite strong in alcohol, I think. Yeah, I believe so. Would be a really nice aperitif wine. Mm. I think it goes well with all kinds of cheeses. Absolutely. This would be a, another wonderful food wine. Also seafood. It's oh, great. Yeah. yeah, shellfish. It has a great acidity, mm-hmm. especially like a palate cleansing quality. A lot of minerality too. Like chalky, limestone has a bit of that. Uh, it's strange because this is something you would typically see more in the Loire, but a little bit of that salt water finish. Yes. Definitely saltiness. Yeah. yeah. Like briny. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it would go very well with well, we shellfish. Yeah. yeah. It, I think it's a perfect seafood wine. Absolutely. Like shellfish, lobster. I'll tell you what, it's, uh, it's damn good is what it is. <laughs> it's really good. You, you can see that this winemaker, even if it's a lesser-ranked terroir, right. he's producing some oh, he really, knows what, really good wine. He knows what he's doing. I mean, he's one of the best, most well-known names in all of French winemaking. So it's not really a surprise that this is going to be an excellent wine, even if it is... Very, I mean, it, it's affordable. If we, if we have it, it's affordable. Uh, how much was it online through the retail? Like under 20 euros. Under 20 euros. Probably $20 US. Uh, if you buy it overseas, maybe a little bit more for the mm-hmm. importing and everything. I'm sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, shipping. But under $50, I, I suppose. I'm guessing. You, maybe, maybe under 30 even. Yeah. Or around 30 very I'm guessing, people. I'm guessing. You know what? Do a search for this wine and get back to us. Leave yeah. a comment. Let us know. Domaine de Vilaine. Domaine de Vilaine. It's 
V I L L A I N E. Look it up. Yeah. Get back yeah. to us. Let, show notes. let us know what it costs you in the U.S. and uh, and we'll and try it. Let us know yeah. how it and, is. Yeah, and if it's not too much, buy them all. Yeah. Let us know what you think of it. But it's it's really good. It's man. Let me tell you something. I won't spit the rest of this. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> so and. The affordability of this goes back. We we this is our theory. We have a theory about about the price of this wine and why he is doing this uh, this the second winery. The second winery because if you if you watch the documentary Psalm into the bottle, they have a scene where he's talking about the wine. He's drinking it. He says wine is a commodity. Wine is food. Uh, it is supposed to be drank. Well, the wines he makes at DRC, they're not drained. They're not a commodity. They, I mean, it's $10,000 a bottle. It's a collectible. People buy them like stocks. Or they put them away. Lot, yeah. And they're, they're like an investment. And we believe that he... You buy it like a Picasso. Yeah. yeah, but we believe he doesn't like that. He wants people to drink his wine. And so enjoy them. Yeah. He bought a winery or started this winery that's kind of... That's, well, it's still in Burgundy, but it's, it's not near Vonomini, where the DRC is, and it's made something affordable that and it's outside of the golden right zone. Something he wanted to make something that people were going to have a chance to buy because uh, I believe he would prefer it if people could buy the DRC as well, but it just can't. The, the, the demand has driven the price just through the roof. Exactly. But with this, I mean, everybody can get it. It's and absolutely affordable. It's delicious. Yes. So we we support this. Yeah. This absolutely. is a great thing. And more like wineries should follow this example and make a second wine or a second estate where you can still appreciate their winemaking skills and at an affordable. Not price. have to put out a second mortgage on your house to exactly. buy a uh, yeah, I agree, and he's. Uh, I'm really glad he's doing that, and uh, and truly delicious. It is. So, actually, I want to try his whole catalog. Yes, I, I'm curious now, especially I'll... about the Pinot Noirs. Also, yes, he that's... has some Chardonnays from different appellations, some mm-hmm. Premier Crus, even, but all all from the Cote Chalonnais, so nothing will break the bank. Right. So I'm I'm. Pre- I'm ready. I'm, I want you know. Let's get a case. Let's go visit. That it's three hours case. away. We live three hours away, people. I know that is a. Uh, that's not even a humble brag. That's just bragging. <laughs> 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 we can drive down to Burgundy and try it. I think we should. For you guys, we're going to do it for you though. Yeah. <laughs> We've been there twice now in the Cote d'Or. Yes, but never to the Cote Chalonnais, and we should explore that because it's much more affordable. The quality difference is not that big, actually. So, yeah, we'll get down it's there. It's marginal. It's not that far of a drive. Load up the Jeep and head on down. Definitely. All right. Well, I think that about covers it. Yeah. Uh, you have anything to add, JP? I think we did it. All right. So, there it is. Uh, Domaine de Villain. Uh, check it out. Burgundy, Cote Chalonnais. Check it out. Check it out. Uh, look up for it online. Try to get a bottle. And also... Don't forget to subscribe to our show if you like it. Absolutely. Give us a thumbs up. You can find us on Facebook at Pulled Corks. You can find us at Instagram 
Pulled Corks. Or at JP Pulled Corks. Or you can find us at Twitter. Pulled Corks. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a beautiful website, which is also a magazine-style wine blog. Yes, it's uh, pulled-corks.com. Pulled-corks.com. Check it out. It's a pretty cool site. I think that's about it. Yeah. See you soon. You know what? If you have any questions, any comments, any suggestions, any requests, just shoot us an email. Uh, You can email us at pulledcorks at gmail.com or hassle at pulledcorks.com. Or send Eisencorks.com, that is. Or send us a message on Facebook or Instagram. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitter, whatever you guys want to do. But uh, yeah, get in contact with us. If you like us, give us a give us a rating on mm-hmm. iTunes. Five stars would be nice. That would be great. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Thanks guys. And uh, cheers. cheers.